Welcome to the Butterfly Empire. It is me, your Butterfly Queen. Today, we are going to be covering the horrific murders that happened on Appalachian Trail. That's been happening since 1974. So come on, fly away and join us on this lovely journey of the murders. Okay. Well, I was having technical difficulties there for the minutes, but I decided to go ahead and start before I get tired of doing this. Okay? Okay. So, what's happened here pretty much is, I'm not going to say that this place is haunted, the trail, whatever, stretches around five or seven or more different states, the trail. So, uh, it's just a great place to get murdered, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, that's a horrible thing to say, but you know, whatever. It started in 1974 and 2019, all the way through there. Not every year, but you know, in between years. Well, pretty much, the first one that was murdered was Joel Polson. It was Low Gap Shelter in Georgia. This was the first recorded murder on the Appalachian Trail. Joel Polson was hiking with a woman named Margaret McFadden when they stopped to spend the night at Low Gap Shelter. Here, they ran into Fox, a young man who has also spent the night his first name is Ralph Howard Fox, okay? We're just going to throw that in there. Anyways, you know, they slept. They pretty much stayed the night, had a fantastic time, thought they were just going to enjoy walking the trail. Well, the following morning, Fox shot Paulson. Poor Joel. Stole his gear and kidnapped McFadden, who was 18 years old at the time. After a few days, Fox released McFadden, who reported the incident to the police. Pretty much the motive for all this was just for theft. Give me your crap or I won't hurt you. Well, anyways, in the end, Fox blew guilty and was sentenced to life in prison. Next one, Janice Balza. Next on the list, Janice Balza. Janice Balza was sitting at a campfire at the Vandevert shelter when she was murdered with a hatchet by a former mental patient named Paul Bigley, who supposedly converted, coveted her backpack. Bigley was tried and convicted of murder and spent the rest of his life in prison. The Vandevere shelter is sometimes believed to be haunted by the Balsa ghost. The motive for this murder? Mentally unstable. Nineteen eighty one. Robert Mountford Junior and Laura Susel Ramsay. 
Oh, I meant to tell you that the other murder was in Tennessee at the shelter. <clears throat> the book Murder on the Apakian Trail, written in 1984 by Jess Carr, is based on the true events of the deaths of Robert Montford and Laura Ramsey. The two were 27-year-old social workers hiking the Apalack Trail to raise money for troubled adolescents in Maine. They were murdered by Randall Lee Smith while staying at the Wadapiti shelter. Their bodies were found days later with knife and gunshot wounds, buried under the dirt and brush in their sleeping bags. Smith, his name was Randall Lee Smith. This was Wadapiti shelter in Virginia. Smith was charged with two counts of second-degree murder, you know, served 15 years of the 30-year sentence before being released for good behavior on mandatory parole. Later, he attempted murder again in the same location. Imagine fudging that. Let him murder her out early. What do you think they're going to do? Murder again. It's not the, oh, one and done. No, it's like a Pringles. You can't just have one. Not just one freaking potato chip. Not just one murder. This is, let's continue what we're good at. Okay. Moving on to 1988, Rebecca White. And this was located in Mexico State Forest, Pennsylvania. This was a hate crime, sadly. Her murderer, Stephen Roy Carr. Stephen Roy Carr shot Rebecca White and her partner, Claudia Brenner, in May 1988. White first ran into the car at a public restroom near their camp, where he asked her for a cigarette. The two women encountered Carr again later that day while they stopped to look at their map. That night, I thought they set up camp, Carr spied on the couple for some time before fearing eight rounds, firing, excuse me, eight rounds at the women, killing White and wounding Brenner. Ten days following the attack, Carr was arrested and sentenced to life without parole. Brenner went on to become a leading advocate for anti-gay violence. Ooh, that one had sort of a happy ending. I like that. That was nice. That was nice. Nineteen ninety. Jeffrey Hood and Molly LaRue murderer. Paul David Cruz. Where? Thelma March Seltzer, Duncan, Pennsylvania. The motive mentally unstable. Jeffrey Hood, 26, and Molly LaRue, 25, were a young, through hiking couple who spent their last night staying at a shelter near Cove Mountain, where they were shot and stabbed by Paul David Cruz, a wanted killer on the run from Florida police. Eight days following the murder, West Virginia police arrested Cruz after hikers noticed him acting strange and awkwardly carrying an ill-fitting, overstuffed backpack, which was Hood's, the Jeffrey guy, which included both murder weapons and a young couple's belongings. Cruz, a manic depressant and a frequent drug racer, was charged with two counts of first-degree murder and is currently serving two life sentences without the chance of parole. Imagine that someone finally got justice. Nineteen ninety. 
Next one. 1996, Julianne Williams and Lolly Lenins. This one's unsolved. They don't know who did it or why. It was located in a Shenandoah National Park, Virginia. Motive unknown. Though not technically at the Appalachian Trail, this double murder was occurred just off of it in the Shenandoah National Park. Williams, Julia, was 24 in Winans, Lale, 26, were found dead on June 1st, 1996 at a campsite on the Bridal Trail, just one-fourth mile away from the popular spot with bars, restaurants, and cabins. Thomas Williams, Julian's father, was the one to report the girls missing when his daughter didn't return the day she said she would. The murderer was never found and the FBI is still investigating this case. Ooh-wee, buddy pal. Someone got away with that. Now we're jumping into 2000s. 2001 to be exactly. Louis Caput. Murder unsolved. Where? Lost Pond Trail. New Hampshire. Motive unsolved. At 52, Louis Caput drove the Quebec to Pickens Grant, where she stayed at a lodge at the Appalachian Mountain Club Visitor Center for the weekend. In search of a short day hike, Caput set off to hike the Lost Pond Trail, which trailhead was just across the street. Caput was never heard from again, and on the following Monday, her family and friends filed a missing persons report with local police. Her body was found on Thanksgiving Day with multiple stab wounds. The motive for her murder is unknown, and her killer is at large. Poor Caput. Hmm. 2008. Meredith Emerson. Her murderer, Gary Michael Hilton. And where was this located? You might ask, and I have the answer for you. Right after these commercials. Just kidding. <laughs> it was at Blood Mountain, Georgia. Motive. Mentally unstable psychopath. Psychopath. Gary Michael Hilton. 61 drifter befriended and hiked for some time with 24-year-old Meredith Emerson and her dog. Don't forget the little pooch pooch. Emerson was a fast hiker, so Hilton soon fell behind and continued her absence alone. That's where you messed up, lady. Never break up. Stay together. Well, I guess on some of these, it don't really matter. The other partner got stabbed or killed, too, so... Oh. Whatever. On her way back down the mountain, she crossed paths with Hilton again, who this time attacked her. So the person she'd been hiking with for a good while, and friended, attacked her. Huh. This is why I have trust issues. Armed with a knife and a baton, he threatened her and tried to take her money. There's no vending machines out there, sir. You can't buy anything. Emerson, who trained in two different martial arts, fought back. She wouldn't stop fighting, Hilton told investigators after the fact. Hilton eventually kidnapped Emerson and held her captive for three days before killing her with a handle from a carjack. Oof. Hilton, a believed sociopath, said he targeted Emerson 
because she was a woman. He was sentenced to life in prison, later being charged with three additional murders. Ooh! Freaking... Jeebus, man. Okay. This one also happened in 2008. So, people that were murdered were Scott Johnston and Sean Farmer. Hmm. Assailant, Randall Smith, location, Wada PD shelter. Motive, nobody knows. While camping near the Wada PD shelter, fisherman Scott Johnston and Sean Farmer met Randall Smith, who said his name was Ricky Williams. And invited him to join them for dinner. Eh, one of the people on here last name was Williams. Hmm, weird. Little did they know, they were dining with a man who had killed Robert Mountford Jr. and Susan Ramsey in the same area in 1981. That's why it sounded familiar. Knew it! I knew it! It sounded familiar. The three shared dinner and conversed for hours. As the night stretched on, Smith hung around, and even though he mentioned his camp was over an hour away, at 8.30 p.m., Smith finally said he was leaving. A moment later, he began firing shots at the two men. Miraculously, both men were injured but escaped together and survived. Smith has since died in prison. Let's get this party started in here. Okay, 2011, Scott Lilly. Murderer? Unknown. Where? Cow Camp Gap Shelter, Virginia. Wow, that's a mouthful. Jeebus, since there was no killer, there was no motive, so, mm, don't know. On August 12, 2011, a group of weekend hikers crossed across the body of Scott Lilly near the Cow Camp Gap Shelter. On the Appalachian Trail. Wow. Lily was a 30-year-old Sobo hiker who began his journey in Maryland and was planning to end at Springer Mountain. He was last seen and heard from on July 31st after climbing the Priest in Nelson County. Lily's cause of death was labeled a homicide caused by asphyxiation by suffocation. Suffocation? No breathing. Don't give up. Okay, let me stop. His belongings were missing. Although the FBI did not say they believed robbery was a motive, Lily's death remains a mystery today. Okay, 2013. Geraldine Lagarde. Cause of death? Just lost. Location 100 Mile Wilderness. BFE, but Egypt. Geraldine, also known as Gary or Inchworm. Inchworm. You died in the woods, Inchworm. Mm. On the troll was a 66 year old retired Air Force nurse from Tennessee who set out one summer to through hike the Appalachian Trail by herself. She kept constant communication with her husband, meeting him at various points along the trail for resupply. Hi, honey, how you doing? Oh, nope, just bought you some food. 
One morning, she ventured off the trail in the 100-mile wilderness area for a pit stop and lost her way back. She tried to text her husband at the time, but the text wouldn't send because no call service. After her husband didn't answer from her, he called the police who began a search. Lerigay survived for 23 days on her own before she passed of exposure and starvation. Her body was found three miles from where she was last seen. Oh, jeebus. How old was she? Did it say? 66, man. Mm. And she was already pretty skinny when I'm looking at here, so. That's crazy. And the last one. 2019. Ronald Sanchez Jr. Murderer, James Lewis Jordan. Location, Wyatt County, Virginia. Motive, nobody knows. It's still an ongoing investigation, so. 43-year-old uh. Ronald Sanchez spent 16 years in the Army and served three tours in Iraq. Thank you for your service. After returning to the States, he embraced his love for nature and took on the Appalachian Trail. He began his trek early in seasoning, figuring he averaged a slower pace than most do to knee and shoulder injuries. By May 10th, he made it to the Southern Virginia, where he camped alongside three other hikers in Wyeth County. On the morning of May 11th, the group encountered 30-year-old Jans Lewis Jordan named Nickname Savore from Yarmouth, Mass. Jordan was later reported to have been acting unstable, alarming fellow hikers on the trail. Jordan threatened to burn Sanchez's and others' tents when they tried to leave. He attacked them, killing Sanchez and wounding another. Jordan is currently undergoing a psych evaluation and a went in trial. Which that was in 2019 and it's 2023, so. Er, don't know. Oh, let me look real quick. So, just found it, googled it. Ronald Sanchez Jesus was fatally stabbed on May 10, 2001, while on the trail, blah blah blah. 32 year old man accused of fatally stabbing an army veteran hiking the Appalachian Trail in May 2019 had been found not guilty for a reason of insanity, people confirms. So far, there's been 13 murders. La di da. We're going to sit here in silence for like a few minutes while I Google. So far that is all I'm reading. So I guess we're going to get to the end of this and you know, bottom line, is it the at safe to hike? At least. The Appalachian Trail is a relatively safe place, but it is not immune from crime or insulting against the problem of larger society. It is estimated more than 3 million hikers visit the trail annually. In the trail's history, 11 hikers have been murder victims. Hikers are advised to plan ahead and prepare for their journey. Be self-reliant 
and use situational awareness with a backup plan in case they encounter the unexpected. In an emergency or when encounter threatening behaviors, hikers are advised to call 911 immediately. Hikers can report suspicious behavior and criminal activity through National Park Service Dispatch Number 1-866-677-6677 or an online incident report form at www.apachalachentrail.org slash incident. If you see something, say something. More tips on crime prevention can be found www.appalachiantrail.org slash crime dash prevention. The statistics, though, the controversy estimates that around 3 million people hike the portion of the trail each year. On average, there has been one murder for over four years since 1974. This means there is currently less than a 0.00003% chance of being murdered on the Appalachian Trail. To put this number in more perspective, Chicago has close to, what, 2.6 million people? And there have been over 900 homicides in 2020 alone. In theory, this means you are 10 times more likely to be murdered in Chicago than on the Appalachian Trail. But to the date, there have been no reported homicides on either the CDT or PCT. Some hiking safety tips as I end this. Hiking groups. Log yourself at every shelter. Use communication. Report suspicious activity or individuals. Carrying a gun on the avalanche trail. The law allows registered users to carry firearms on the trail in compliance with federal, state, and local laws. The ATC discourages hikers from doing so. If you choose to carry a gun, be sure to check out the concealed carry weapon laws each day you'll be passing through and have any essential permits. Additional hiking safety tips. Always carry a map. Preserve your phone battery. La-dee-da. And... Okay, that is all. I'm signing off. I have done my duty. I will see y'all on the next one. Y'all have a beautiful night. Enjoy uh, the podcast. And I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. And thank you for listening.